When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. We're finally back after the international break uh, denied us our football fix. Uh, or, you know, decent football anyway. But we are back here on Channel Live, the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendez, and joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we get ready to look ahead to Saturday's game with Doncaster Rovers uh, uh, is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Good. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, it's good Good to be here. Much better, yeah. That yeah. Did you enjoy game. the England games? I didn't watch one, and I had the other one on, but didn't really watch that either. Yeah. So, yeah, they weren't too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably the best way to enjoy <laughs> yeah. them by not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, joining myself and Tom here in the studio. Is Nathan Miller, how do you know? Yeah, not bad, mate. Living the dream. Are you all right? You t- I'm just looking at this stick cricket thing, and I can create, you can create your own thing, and this guy's got the massive nose. That I thought <laughs> it's I'd not Lee Novak, is it? No, it's me, yeah. but it's oh, just right. like the, the selection of noses you can have. It's quite uh, quite uncanny. Uh, yeah, no, living the dream. Really, uh, <laughs> Good to see that Nathan's uh, got his mic on the show <laughs> as we start there, playing, Focus playing as always. stick cricket. No, um, yeah, no, it's good. It, feels, it was only here a few hours ago, wasn't it? Well, yeah, so, we were. We were here last night for the, uh, the women's game. We're going to talk about that women's game later on in the show. You're going to hear our audio diary from last night's women's <laughs> game uh, and also an interview with Ritesh Mizra, the women's team manager after last night's game against West Ham. But before that, we're going to hear from Carl Robinson uh, in various stages throughout the show. First of all, talking about Leon Best, a striker who appears to be training with a club, maybe even on trial. If I don't know what the technicality is, but he's here training with a club. So we're going to hear from Carl Robinson, find out what the chances are of us actually signing him because uh, an extra striker would always be useful. We'll talk about the uh, strikers who are out on loan. If we have time, we will talk about the international addicts and how they got on during that international break like I mentioned we've got the women's team uh, uh, discussions coming up and of course we're going to look ahead to Saturday's game with Doncaster Rovers here at the Valley hearing once again from Mr Carl Robinson but first things first it was uh, press day today here at the Valley uh, and of course Carl uh, loves to give us a snippet of information let us know what's going on and the uh, the story broke in the South London Press back page last Friday that Leon Best is linked with a move to the Addicts. Uh, Carl was asked about that today, and this is what he had to say. Listen, he's, he's here for a few weeks, he's training. He's, uh, he certainly adds a bit more depth to us. Um, when you look across the field, when people are training, you have a feel of, of, the, of the numbers, the quality of the numbers. And I've always gone for, for quality over quantity in, in, right the way through the last seven or eight years. I, I believe that you can sometimes suppress your talent with too many players. You want of the right amount of quality to, to keep up with the rest of your team. And, and when we look, we've got 22 players training today. And I don't think anybody be really tearing an eye if I drop one for, for, for one or the other. So... And Leon certainly comes into that. I think if you looked at our squad, you would say size would be an element that we could improve, um, that we'll look for to, to try and add that to us. Um, you'd probably then say to me, maybe if Josh wasn't playing, who gives you that physicality or that 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 
disconnection at the top end of the pitch. Um, so we're just trying to fill some of these little voids that we feel that are part and parcel of building a team. Uh, in the summer, we never we never jumped into anything. We were very very calm and calculated in our approach to the, to the window, and we always know what we still need. It's not like we don't work with them every single day. We know where the frailties lie still within us. That's our job to try and find ways of getting around that. And we'll just have to wait and see how, how it materialises. I know we, the club's tried to sign him two times in the past. Uh, it never happened. And just on record, he contacted me. So that's that's always a positive starting point. And it's been said that uh, you'll be in the market for a striker or strikers. <laughs> When uh, the yeah. window opens, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, make sure there's an S at the end of that, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. If we're in in the hunt, we'll we'll go hard. Simple as that. Carl Robinson, thank you very much. Carl, in the early stages, has has Leon impressed? Yeah, he's, he's powerful. He's he's quick. Yeah, that surprised me. Um, obviously, don't think he's played competitive football since January. So again, we fall into that period of periodisation of of where he's at with his physical fitness. And to America, he had an infection off the back of one of the operations he had with his groin, um, which kept him out for longer than what he thought would have. He seems to be well over that now, and he's uh, he's, he's been a good addition to the dressing room. He's, he's a nice person. He's he's been cooperative in everything we said, and like I say, he he made the contact. So that that it, it, when you start doing things right, people will come, and they will knock, and they will ask because they want to be a part of something, and and maybe that's the reason why we got the phone call, and we were never we would be stupid to have said no. Is he fit at the moment or not? He's, tra- he's not match fit, no. No, he's ga- he's training fit and he's running fit. Um, it's a different type of energy stores that you're going to need to compete with in a 90-minute game. And there that we, we're the bit that we've got to try and find, if we decide to take up the option, the other bit that we'll have to try and work on. Is there like a deadline in a week? Yeah, we've been very open, open-ended really in our conversations, so it's not like we've, we've, we've sort of put guidelines on it or strict sort of dates I think it's a, it's a flexibility to it that is one of the reasons why we decided to bring him in So there we hear Carl Robinson talking about Leon Best but just before we go on can we have a quick update for the cricket? <laughs> I'm f- five runs for seven wickets <laughs> Excellent I'm going to stick to football manager yeah. I think Stick to, uh, stick to Charlton Live I think uh, So, uh, so uh, Leon Best there he's been training with the club for a few days now by the sounds of it um, I mean what, what do you reckon we know, we know we need another option up front he's currently a free agent he left Ipswich in the summer uh, it sounds like he's had uh, injury problems as well in that time but I mean he sort of left under a bit of a cloud at Ipswich he, he got told after, after they, they lost to Lincoln I think it must have been in January and after that game Mick McCarthy said that he is never playing for me again so he obviously did something wrong there. Um, 31 year old striker, we need another option. Maybe not prolific, but what do you think? Uh, you yeah, um, it, it makes sense to scour the free agent market, but they're free agents for a reason. But um, I, I mean, yeah, if he was fully fit, then it's, uh, but if he's not, when's the last time he played? January. January. How long yeah. is it going to take for him to get fit? It's gonna, mm. I mean, look at Ben Reeves, um, how long that took him. Um, I don't know how fit he is, but. Um, yeah, it's going to take him a while to get up to speed, but I can understand why we've done it. I mean, Carl mentioned Carl mentioned that at the end of that clip there that there's no because because he is a free agent and because of how long, there's no real timeline for which no. it has to happen. I mean, obviously, in terms of squad, the, the sooner the better we can get an mm. extra striker in. But in, you know, there, there is time to see how he develops over the next few weeks to make a decision within that time frame. Yeah, I think if look, we we all know we need another striker. If we have someone like that that we can have on the bench. 
even if we just have him till Christmas and then look to buy someone permanent, then I think that's better than nothing. I um, I saw him play for Ipswich, I think, Boxing Day against Fulham, and he didn't really offer that much there. Um, just looking at his goal-scoring record, he's never been prolific, but then, mm. OK, Josh isn't necessarily prolific, and we're looking for goals all over the place, so maybe does he offer the option of bringing other players in that perhaps the likes of a Jose wasn't going to do? Maybe, but um, I don't know. Uh, any striker is better than none. But I don't know that he, if he did come in, he's going to make a massive amount of difference. Yeah, I mean, you talk, you talk about how prolific he is. I mean, I remember we all said the same thing when Billy Clark came in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, looking at his record, I mean, he scored, he scored ten league goals since two thousand and thirteen. So mm. obviously that is not prolific. But before that, I mean, he had spells at Coventry and Newcastle where he was, you know, rolling at roughly one in four. Mm. Which you know, so when he was at the top of his game, he was all right. And I guess with the injuries had now, it sounds like since it sounds like he had some sort of infection after a, a, some sort of a groin operation, perhaps or injury. Um, I mean, is is you're going to have to look at him before you make that decision, really, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Kermy weren't prolific before he came in. Yeah. We turned out completely different, didn't he? So uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 all down to how fit you can get, but. Um, but yeah, like you say, like you both said, he probably offers something different than Dodo, 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 whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Dido. Yeah, Dido. Yeah, call him Dido. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a big number nine that obviously Cole likes and, and it's, it's, it, it, really, it would release the sort of pressure on Josh because at the moment he's playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, internationals at the moment and then back Saturday, t- and it's sort of no, and it's, it could burn him out. So it's going to be it's, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out but like you, like you both said it's not like there's a timeline on it um, but yeah I think it's all going to come down to how f- quickly can get fit really mm. Carl mentioned as well though that he's been surprised by how quick he is mm. Um, mm. and in terms of pace up running, you know, that, that isn't Josh's <laughs> strong point at all so to have a, a, a quicker option because like I haven't seen enough of Dodu yet to say whether he's quick or, or not really yet. So in terms of a different option that, that would be very useful I think that was the point I was going to make though he, he's not doesn't massively strike me as a Carl signing Carl likes younger players and, and bringing up you know young youth players and Dodu's come in and he's supposed to have a lot of pace and is obviously young and needs to prove himself you would think from my point of view I would expect Carl to give him more of a chance first before he relies on someone like like Best but it's also uh, worth remembering that we've only got him for another two months until exactly. his, his loan ends and yeah. the fact that we haven't seen him at all really yeah. so far um, it questions yeah. how much involvement he's going to have for the rest of the time I suppose and if Carl's made that decision already okay maybe it was a bad decision to bring him in in the first place and as a result mm. he needs to go after someone else to that extent you could see maybe Leon Best working out it's interesting now if he's not really featuring if mm. how much of it the Dodu sign I know we talked about Best but how much Dodu was Cole's choice because mm. If, if you, surely the reset, the homework would have been done for Dodu to come in, and he's, we might have done that, and it's just not proved to be as good as everyone thought we would be. But for us to bring in best, but then again, on the same token, we did lose Novak last minute, where we probably didn't expect to. So I don't know, but you know, I think on his day, I mean, best could be a, a pain in the pain in the bum for some teams, and he's got got that presence that I think we do lack if Josh can't play, um, which I think we all see the games that he hasn't played. So. Yeah, I think it's just to watch his space. I think I don't really. I mean, overall, we know that we need another striker. We've been talking oh, yeah, about it. We've been talking about it all, all summer, and it, can't was, now. Yeah, it, it was something that people were mentioning after the transfer. So why don't we check out the free agent market? And everyone's mm. going, "Well, who's available?" Well, now there is one available. One who has, you know, in years gone by, scored goals at a higher level, 
Um, so I guess you could see you could see why we'd, we'll take a look at him at the very least. No harm done. Does him a favour, helps him get fit, and if he's worthwhile, then you'd see why we, why we do it. Definitely, yeah, because as I say, although he might not be what what we would perhaps expect from a, a Carl type signing, he's got bags of experience at this level. You say maybe never been prolific, but he did get goals in the earlier part of his career. Um, like Nafe says, you know, Kermigan and, and plenty of others have come in without good records other places and done well for us. You look at, was it um, Abika came in, scored what, three and four, the end of one season. So if it, if we need him just for a little boost like that, I think it's a good option. I think we've all said when fit, Josh is going to start, but he is going to be playing week in, week out at the moment. And Carl doesn't seem to trust Dodu or Dudu or whatever we're calling him enough to, to start him for a game. And that's that's a concern um, I don't think we can really judge him to be honest on whether he's good enough or not because we haven't seen him but that makes me think is he just not doing enough in training so yeah he's with the club now let's see where it goes but you would think he'll have enough time Carl to look at him and make a decision um, and as we've said before every week is a week closer to the January transfer window which okay isn't ideal but at least we can do some more business then yeah, the only uh, the only thing I will point out is when I was doing the research for the show, I was looking at what Mc- McCarthy had said about Leon Bess, uh, and obviously he said he's not going to play him again after this 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 Ipswich game at Lincoln. This is to the Eastern uh, the Eastern Daily Press or something something like that. And uh, but basically after that, he he also said he came in, he trained well for two weeks, and he really impressed everyone. It was a case of the right place at the right time for him, but he's not done it since. So maybe we should just wait for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and let's see. give it three weeks then. Yeah, see how long he lasts. Uh, so there's a, obviously now another option we've got, um, and people have been tweeting in about about this a couple of weeks ago. I think uh, is we've got a couple of players who are out now on loan. Now Jose is one of them we know, uh, who's not playing at Berry at the moment. But I mean, uh, I think I saw a story from from Richard that the ball's going to be on our court in January as to whether we want to recall him. And if if Berry don't want to keep him because he's had this uh, alleged falling out with the coaching staff up there, mm. but we don't particularly want him back, then when it comes to January, we'll just say, no, we're not going to recall him. You keep paying whatever yeah. chunk of the wages you are. Uh, but we have also got a couple of young strikers out on loan. Uh, we've got Josh Umeira, who's out, of course, with... Uh, he's, uh, Wickham, isn't he? Yeah, he's at Wickham. And then you've got uh, Brandon Hanlon, who's out at Colchester United. Now, Carl was asked about those two today as well. Uh, so let's hear what he has to say on those two players and whether he'd be tempted to recall them in January, starting with Josh Umira. Yeah, if he keeps scoring goals, if he's leading goal scoring in League 2 or he's up there for a period of time, it'd be stupid not to. Um, so our recruitment team, not only do our, does our recruitment team talk what we bring in, they're also in charge of... I know uh, Steve and Joe went down to... Uh, our head of uh, welfare went down with Stephen Gallen to Wickham and, and spent a day with him and, and we did a progress report um, and Josh was happy uh, Gareth was happy Ainsworth uh, I know our players there I know, I know Bayo very very well uh, I've been speaking to him constantly I know he's been looking after him and uh, that's one person you do want to look after you, by the way um, I think Bayo confirmed was the best bodyguards you can have in the football league <laughs> uh, so he'll look after him he'll keep him uh, his, his feet firmly on the ground um, but yeah, we're, we're really pleased with him. And Brandon scoring goals as well for Colchester. So it's it's the loans have been important. We could have been selfish and kept them around for ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there. But just like we thought, it would have been right for Dylan. But we didn't materialise anything happening. That we were we were proved right that these minutes are important to their development. 
So there's Carl talking about those two players. Now, I was, I was just thinking, like, so now they've gone out. So Han- Hanlon scored two in six for Colchester. Uh, and Umera scored two and seven for Wickham. Both both of those two goals have come in these last two games. So they're, they're just they're just finding their feet now. They're going to get a bit of confidence out of those goals. Mm. I mean, Hanlon was out at Bromley last season and banged a few in as well. And, and as soon as you send a player out on loan and they start doing well, everyone starts saying, "Oh, why aren't they here?" But uh, like I say, if you compare it to, for example, Callum Harriet, who was he was really struggling at Charlton, and then we sent him out on loan to Colchester and he did well there. Um, and my my theory always is it, when you've got a player it's a slightly different example because these two haven't really had much of a chance to prove themselves maybe Hanlon had quite a few chances last season but when when, when a player's playing at Charlton and they haven't started their career too well because they're too young or wet, for whatever reason like or, or like Callum they started off okay but then they're having a horrible spell crowd aren't really believing in them they don't really I think it's always hard to restart your career in the same place where there's a, a bit of a shroud of negativity around yourself you think you maybe even think to yourself well oh, I haven't really proved myself at this level it's going to be hard today mm. you send them out to a league two club on loan it's a fresh start it's a slightly different level of football and that's where they can pick up a bit of confidence that's why that's why when people are saying oh we never should have sent them out on loan I'm saying oh, I don't think they would have had the same run of form here Hmm. that they are having now on loan and as Carl says now the form they are showing though on loan can only be good for us in the future yeah no that's like you said it's, it's a confidence thing strikers breed uh, you know goals breed confidence and it's all well and good you know them scoring goals and then we go okay we'll call them back then they're not going to start straight away here unless there was some major crisis so we call them back and then what are they going to do playing the 23s no disrespect obviously to the under 23 games but 23s and League 2 are two different ball games and not only are they scoring they're learning as well at the same time they're learning tactically they're learning physically you know it's they, I know that you have a league at under 23 level but it's not as if you know you're going for promotion mm. or you know it's a whole different ball game so I'd, I'd let Josh and let Carl and I'd let them sit there and let, let them get that whole season because we all sit here and go oh, we always throw people in too early like Joe Piggott blah de blah well, now they've got an opportunity to go and do it, try and showcase something. Let them do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, we're just going to be we're going to go in a vicious circle, trying to bleed people in when when they shouldn't be, and we're going to be back at square one again. I'm sure we can think of hundreds of examples where players who aren't quite ready yet go out on loan, and they. Talk. I, mean, I remember Scott Parker went out on loan to Norwich City, and he talked. Uh, he talked about how important that was for him in his development. Just, just something like a loan to a, a club in the league below or a couple of leagues below, it can do wonders really for for your like your, your, your learning of the game. Yeah, well, I was just thinking like Beckham went to Preston, didn't he? But start of his Man United career, so mm. there's examples all the way up and down the league. And Nafe's right, under twenty threes is great, but the reason we put them out on loan at League Two is so that they can learn the men's game and so that they can see what it's like every Saturday playing in the football league. If we they bang in two or three goals, we drag them straight back and either throw them back in the under-23s on the bench or lump them in on a telly game against Millwall like we did with Joe Piggott. Mm. It's not going to help them in the slightest. If they go there, play a whole season and get a lot of goals, then at that point, Carl can take a look next pre-season and see what they've got to offer, like he's done with Carlin, and think, right, yeah, he has got something to offer the first team, but they're doing very well and I'm really pleased for them but there's there's no way we should be bringing them back because that's only going to stunt the growth and yeah, the development so, so for example if, if, if this goal scoring form they're both on if they both have six or seven before Christmas are you bringing them back in January or are you no. leaving them no, I'm still them leaving them, leave them because by then we should be buying someone else anyway they, they get, 
it's all well and good them scoring goals, but they've got to learn that, that you get picks and troughs as a striker. Yeah. It's never going to be playing sailing at any football club. So it's all well and good. So it's all going smoothly. But they've also got to say when they hit that right, are they going to, are they going to have that mentality of bouncing back or are they going to crumble? Um, so I mean, regardless if they don't score ever again for until Christmas or if they score in every game, I still think they should stay yeah. out there. I, you know, some yeah, people no, might think different, but. I mean, personally, because I, I just like like you said, Tom. I think it just they've got to learn the whole the whole aspect of the game and not when everything's rosy. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Don't forget, if you want to get in contact with the studio, I forgot to mention you can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you want to have your say on anything we're discussing this evening. Back in thirty seconds. Charlton Live. So welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. How's it, how's it going, Nathan? Now? <laughs> seven for seven. Seven for seven. Oh dear. <laughs> well, you're averaging a run a wicket there. That's in, yeah. I just didn't realise as well that that post from uh, Clive Yulton on Kent Live. He mentioned, I've never been so pleased to see another man's dongle. Which, uh, <laughs> is this on his Facebook? Yeah. Is that about you? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there was no Wi-Fi and no electricity. So, uh, talking, I think he was at the under-23s oh, camp yeah. the other day down at Greenwich. Yeah. And uh, Carl, ha- Carl had a word again, judging by Clive's Facebook <laughs> rant. Yeah. Sorry, we're focused again. Yeah, right. right. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's phones are back down. Uh, right. Into, obviously, we have had the international break. We sort of mentioned that I didn't watch... I watched the last 20 minutes or so of the first one we on mute because we were watching Educating Yorkshire at the same time or Greater Manchester or whatever one is this year uh, and then I didn't watch the second one because I was watching a Scotland game because there was something riding mm. on it I thought it would be quite an interesting I game I watched plenty of international football but yeah. none of it's it not that, yeah. Yeah. I watched yeah. the Ireland-Wales yeah. game yeah. How's, your, how's your team? Are they going? Right, Oh, we'll send you a yeah. postcard, Tom. Yeah, you going to Russia next year? Tom, <laughs> no, on your no. To be fair, I wouldn't be going anyway. No <laughs> chance. Uh, so, but uh, Charlton did have three players involved, which is why we had our game against Fleetwood uh, against uh, it was it Peterborough. Peterborough, Peterborough huh? postponed. Uh, those three players were, of course, uh, Josh McGuinness uh, and Jada Silva and Ezri Konza. Um, now, first of all, McGuinness obviously is, is our main man. He's uh, playing for the Northern Ireland team, who are uh, you know, lost actually lost both their games, which is, they, mm. they don't lose too many games these days, Northern Ireland. Uh, but in fairness, then they were playing Germany in the first one. Uh, Germany, of course, I feel they were the world champions, the yeah, 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 world yeah, champions, yeah. Oh, unstoppable. Yeah. Not if Josh McGuinness is in town. Oh, ho, ho, the big boy <laughs> got the oh. consolation goal, didn't he? Uh, Josh McGuinness made it three-one late on. Uh, he played ninety minutes in that one. Also played ninety minutes in the one-nil defeat at Norway. Uh, but I mean, hey, go go against uh, Germany. Get yeah. your name up in lights, big bad Josh McGuinness. Absolutely buzzing for him. I'm uh, I'm kind of split because obviously them going to the World Cup means is he going to perhaps protect himself? He doesn't strike me as that sort of player, but it's going to be in the back of his mind that if he has a good season, he's off there. And also, obviously, scoring against Germany on the world stage just uh, puts him on people's radar a bit more. Mm. But on the other hand, he's got a goal against the world champions, and he's continued his good goal scoring record. So whilst we've got him here. Let's make the most of it because, yeah, obviously he's going to come back on a on a big high after that. When his form is superb so far this season, that's seven goals for club and club and country this campaign. I mean, you can't argue with that return. And as he as we've discussed, he is our only real main striker at the moment. He's got a lot of weight, uh, a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but so far he's carrying it quite well. Yeah, he's he's obviously um, 
banging them in and I mean the rate he's going at if he continues to the rest of the season he'll make me heat uh, make me heat make me eat humble pie because I think I said that he wouldn't get over 12 12 to 15 a season but hopefully he proves me wrong but uh, yeah he is the only one he's got that pressure on his shoulders and that's the only thing I'm worried about is if some if we if we can't do something to help him out because mm. he's going to need a break at some point mm. he's going to need a couple of games because he's probably tired now but what else can you do? You just put Billy Clark up there on the on his own at five foot two, whatever he is. But uh, yeah, so but I mean, yeah, I think Josh would be one of the first people to say he was delighted with the performance as a team. But obviously, to score, like you say, against world champions, thing, don't think you could think of. Well, apart from winning the World Cup, yeah, uh, I'd Northern take it. Ireland, I'd yeah, take it. <laughs> he must be bouncing off the wall. So um, hopefully, he can do you know take it into our form. And it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We'll bang one in on Saturday. Yeah, so, it won't be first goal scorer because that's what we've bet on, but um, we'll come to that <laughs> later. Uh, the other two chunk players involved with international duty, like I said, uh, Jada Silva and Ezri Konza were both playing with England under 20s. Now, um, they had a 5 1 win against Italy uh, last Thursday, so a week ago today. Ezri came on for the last 12 minutes, so I don't think Jay actually featured in that one, judging by the FA website, which is actually quite difficult to understand, surprisingly. There's a surprise. Yeah, and then on Tuesday, they had a 4 0 home win over the Czech Republic at St George's Park. Uh, uh, Konza played all 90 minutes now so he played 90 minutes on Tuesday when the rest of us, rest of the squad were having a break uh, and now Jada Silva either played 90 or 75 minutes because I so said the FA website had him down as a starter and then in, on the subs it said so and so came on for De Silva on 75 minutes but there's two De Silvas in the England under 20 team it's either Jay or it's Josh De Silva from Arsenal so we don't know but either way I mean obviously minutes in Esri's legs he's mm. he sort of had a hasn't been featured too much this season for us he's just started coming in now uh, we saw him play really well up at, up at Fleetwood a couple of weeks ago. I've seen Nath, you, you saw that there. Mm. And um, and uh, so, I guess, in a way, 90 minutes in his legs is probably quite useful for us. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing you can draw from that game. Um, yeah, I've campaigned for three or four weeks now that I'd have liked to have seen a bit more rotation with the squad in certain areas. And Konza would have been one I would have brought in a bit more often. And when he has come in, he's done well. But yeah, he hasn't had a huge amount of first-team football with us. So to get... 90 minutes under his belt in that and they're a, a good side those under 20s um, yeah it's obviously great for him De Silva you know we've kind of come to expect the reliability from him so I, I wouldn't think going away and playing for England will make too much difference to him he'll come and slot back in but obviously Page getting fit as well so that's good there but yeah Konza out of the two is the one I'm kind of focusing on and I'd, I'd like personally like to see him stick around and play on Saturday as well um, and start but we'll have to wait and see what, what Carl makes of that Right, excellent. So there we go. We've covered our international addicts, the uh, Charlton players who were busy 
playing for their countries at various levels during the international break. Right, next we're going to talk about the women's team who were here uh, playing West Ham last night. Just very quickly, though, just a little mensch for the uh, Voice of the Valley fanzine, which is going to be out on Saturday. A little mensch because there's a Channel Life feature in it. Uh, hey, hey, hey. So, uh, you go. Lads, can, lads. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we did a quick interview with Matt Wright, who's uh, one of the... Uh, uh, people who uh, helps out with the the voice of the value with uh, articles and whatnot, uh, sort of let you behind the curtain of how this the, the Charlton Live me, uh, you know mega show works. Uh, it's a big, pretty, big production. You'll be surprised how uh, surprisingly uh, how like professional uh, I claimed it was. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Last night uh, here, the uh, Charlton Athletic women's team. Uh, were playing West Ham United, their first uh, game at the Valley of the season. Of course, they were 8 for 8 in the league so far this campaign. Nine wins out of nine in all competitions. Uh, so, obviously, myself, Tom and Nave wanted to come down, see what they were all about. I saw them on the opening day of the season against Lewis, a 6-1 win. Uh, so, I know I'm, I'm not the unlucky one. Uh, but uh, So, I came. So we came last night against West Ham. West Ham team that struggled so far this season. Uh, this is our audio diary of our uh, experience watching the Charlton Athletic women's team. So here we are, it's Wednesday evening. We're here at the Valley for a slightly different experience to what we're used to. It's the Charlton Athletic women's team, the team we've done so well at the start of this, uh, this campaign. They're playing West Ham United here at the Valley. I'm up in the East End Gantry with, uh, with Tom and Nath. Guys... Uh, Tom, I think this is your your first ever women's game. Yeah, yeah, I've wanted to get down Thamesmead a few times and just never got round to it. So now they're playing at the Valley, which is round the corner from ours. So there was no way I was missing this one. So yeah, looking forward to it. Nathan, obviously the, the team started on absolute fire so far. Eight wins out of eight at the top of the Women's Premier League. What are you expecting tonight against West Ham? Another win. I don't think. Uh, I think. I don't think West Ham are doing too well at the moment, are they? Uh, but uh, you yeah, know, looking forward to it. Um, nice view. Uh, yeah, and hopefully we can get some. Get another 10 nil, another couple of free kicks from Girl. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte Girl got a hat trick of free kicks the other day. I mean, is there any particular players you're, you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, Kim Dixon for me. I mean, she's uh, almost charm folklore, isn't she now? <laughs> Not many women's games go past without her scoring. So, yeah, to actually see her play, and it was great to see her interviewed the other day on, on Valley Pass. So, yeah, looking forward to see her. But, yeah, just in general, because like I say, I, I have wanted and, and meant to get down and see them play before and just never have. So, a different experience, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so let's hope that we can see another victory for Charlton Women tonight. Well, the kickoff uh, time has been and gone, 7:45, and we ain't started yet. Nearly 10 minutes later, because uh, we're still waiting on an official. What the hell's going on? Yeah, we heard it in the tunnel, didn't we? I expected Nate to get his boots on, but that hasn't happened. So yeah, delayed kickoff, which isn't ideal, but never mind. Yeah. Players have been back out, kept warm, and uh, presumably back in the dressing room now. Yeah ready to come out in a couple of minutes. Yeah, that sort of helped to build the anticipation. I mean, like Charlton's form at the start of this season, Nath, has also been really good um, against the West Ham side who's sort of down the bottom at the moment. You'd expect three points tonight. You, yeah, you'd expect that. Um, obviously, we're the form side, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can we start well. Hopefully we get a couple of free kicks. I want to see some more free kicks, like I said earlier. Uh, another Ricky Holmes. Another Ricky Holmes, you know. You, you, be you nice, know he's not it? playing? Well, no, Charlotte Gurley's, though. <laughs> Maybe maybe we should test the, the uh, sort of fitness of this line and test the offside trap a bit early. Just just in case this person obviously hasn't bothered to turn up on time, will they be able to keep up with the back four? Won't, f- have, had, won't have had a chance to warm up, will they? <laughs> I, so, thought, uh, I thought you were going to say test the fitness of us two. Then. I was like, <laughs> we should have to walk up them stairs. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not getting down that touchline now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the linesman has turned up. 
eight o'clock kickoff. Gotta get warm up first. He's got. He's got to get warm. Otherwise, we're getting cramped, and then you'll have to go down the line, Tom. I ain't doing it. Uh, not in these trousers. So the, 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 the <laughs> lines. I want to watch that. The, the linesman's has turned up at four minutes to eight, and we're kicking off at eight. So it's, it's half a chance he's going to come out in his work suit, isn't it? Yeah, good <laughs> like, to know he's taking this seriously. <laughs> he always blame the M25 like the plumbers do, point of the first half uh, still nil nil we've seen a couple of chances for Charlton I think the best one fell to Charlotte Gurr who said it was, was safe down and low what have you made of it so far? Yeah it's been tougher than I expected for him as you say Gurr's header which was well saved and Nash had one at the back post which he headed over when probably should have hit the target but they're making it hard work for us I'll let Nath give a bit more information about our tactics because he's been going spare over here but um, yeah we're looking alright I mean, the conditions aren't helping because there's swirling rain and all sorts but um yeah, we're, I think we're the better team, but I expected a couple of goals by now, but they'll be coming, I'm sure. Nathan, you've been offering your tactical advice up here <laughs> in the gantry. <laughs> what have you made of it? Yeah, we, know, we started well. We started keeping the ball. We was passing it quickly, and uh, we've just sort of eased the pace off a little bit. We're dragging them really wide, but um, it seems to be our decision-making in the final third, which has uh, letting us down. We've, uh, we've got Flack and, um, the, and Nash on the side. We're in so much space all the time. We're just a bit slow releasing the ball, but... Um, you know, as long as we keep our red and we keep that I mean Kim's running it in the middle but we just need to keep our red and make our decision a little bit crisper in the final third What a disastrous stroke Charlton 1-0 down just beyond the half hour Mark Peters slipping the ball into Anderson James as West Ham attack the Addicts 2-1-1 on uh, and Peters fires it or Anderson James even uh, fires it in off the crossbar I didn't see that one coming no, we said a goal was coming and Charlton were, were improving and, and growing into the game but ball forward, we weren't strong enough at the back and Peters got away and sprinted forward, great burst of pace Anderson Jones was in loads of space, switched it across and she smashed it in past a start-up in goal right into the top corner, a good finish and West Ham on top at the moment Now if you could probably say, I mean we, we were calling for a bit more pace yeah. in the attack West Ham showed that when they came forward in that tournament Yeah, they, they just they just won the football forward like Tom said we, they were stronger in the challenge and then they were on the two-on-one and um, it's just it's all down to reaction now it's, we'll try and get a goal four or half times so, obviously we have, they're used to winning and you fairly comfortably so it's not going to be about their grit now as well as their quality and it's obviously chucking it down now as well so hopefully the ball will run quicker and they can move the ball quicker well, Charlton did go 1-0 down on the opening day of the season against Lewis uh, at Thames Media and went on to win 6-1, so I'm hoping for more of the same tonight. Oh, just four half time, it's gone from bad to worse. Charlton now 2-0 down against West Ham. It's Peters who scored it in off the crossbar again. What the hell's going on, Tom? I know, yeah, really disappointing. It was a long ball forward, a bit hopeful, really, and there were three Charlton players there. Header went backwards. I think it was Burr got a foot on the ball for West Ham and played it forward. And again, Peters with her pace got the wrong side of Chloe Brunton Wild, cut into the box and was able to beat a uh, start up at a near post. But uh, yeah, so disappointing. Um, Chart and I uh, played well in patches, but West Ham just been clinical when they needed to be. What, two chances, two goals? Nath, did you see that second goal coming? Uh, not really, but well, I did say reaction and. Uh, we've not really got one uh, we, it was a ball four like Tom's probably just said you know miscommunication with the Eds and they threw again and we weren't strong enough so um, it wasn't the reaction I was expecting but at the moment it's all one way at the moment the 
half-time, Joel and women down by two goals to nil here against West Ham. But oh, so close just before the interval. Kit Graham rattling the crossbar from the edge of the box. Yeah, best chance of the game. She uh, danced through that back, back line. Great shot. Smashed back off the bar, basically straight to her. Had another chance which went over. But yeah, brilliant chances. And uh, yeah, maybe getting back into the game. But Ritesh got to have a word with them now at half-time. And we're still in this game. It was only 2-0. And we know that these women can, can score a lot of goals on their day. So... Nathan, how many times in that first half did you say the word spread it? Because you felt Cholton, I mean, there was so much space down that, yeah. down both, both flanks for Cholton, but they, at times maybe not moving it out there quick enough? No, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. We're just not moving it quick enough in the decision-making in the final third. Apart from that last little spurt, spurt at the end, we haven't really, we haven't really moved it. So, yeah, so... But, you know, we need an early goal for any chance of coming back into this. But we've got goals in this, so there's always that chance. Yeah. Well, I'd love to go on, on record at half-time and say I still think we're going to win this game. Cholton, ladies, 2-0 down at the break. Their 100% record at the start of this season is in serious danger. Comeback is on seven minutes into the second half and Kit Graham has reduced here is an absolute belter on her left foot from 25 yards. 2-1 back in the game now, Tom. Yeah, it's been all charting the start of the second half. Everything happening down in the West, around the West Ham box and a tactical change and personnel change at half-time has made the difference. Kit in loads of space, what, 25 yards out and we thought, switch it, switch it, switch it but instead she absolutely hammered it into the top corner. Brilliant finish. I mean, she was fr- she threatened to do that just for half time with the one that hit a crossbar. She's obviously got her eye in now. That was a great goal. Yeah, no, it was a great little finish. It's a, the start that we obviously we all wanted. Um, get an early goal and West Ham are going to get a bit nervy now and um, we've got to capitalise on it now. Keep the pressure on and we'll get one in the next five minutes, guarantee it. Definitely, definitely more goals. Definitely more goals in this one. Charlton back in the game at 2-1. Just as Charlton looked like they were going to get back into it, West Ham have gone and taken a 3-1 lead. A mistake from Kim Dixon in the middle of the park. She gave the ball away to Peters, who lobbed the goalkeeper. And Charlton go 3-1 down. And I guess if you if you look at the chance they missed just after they pulled it back to 2-1 through Clifford, Charlton are going to be disappointed, really, because they were they were really building up ahead of steam. Yeah, they had the momentum in their, in their half. And then uh, an unfortunate sort of giveaway from Dixon in the middle of the parks. Uh, and there, Peter, Peters, who's got two today, who's been their best player by a country man. He's not working, load of pace. Just sort of used our pace to get beyond and nice little finish in the back line, so very, very deflating. Still about 20, 25 minutes left, so there's still a chance for chance to get back into this. They've shown at the start of the second half that you know, what they're about, they did put West Ham under a lot of pressure. Yeah, last five of the first half, we were brilliant, and we got the goal. Then Clifford, as you say, had a really good chance, so we're still well in this game. Nave's right, Peters has been the difference in this game. She got the first assist and setting up the first goal and then got to herself her pace we just haven't been able to handle that all day and uh but yeah we've, we've looked better than the middle part of the game but yeah we just can't seem to finish at the moment we're usually so calm in front of goal so there's still plenty of time but we need another goal soon really Despite a late rally final score here at the Valley is Charlton Athletic women won West Ham United ladies three. Not the result we were hoping for, Tom. No, I wasn't expecting that. I was promised a Charlton win the way things have been going, but credit to West Ham. They took their two or three chances. They were very clinical, and then they just sat back and defended. They must have had seven behind the ball at a lot of times in that second half, and 
we couldn't get through. We tried and we tried and it just didn't work. So, yeah, really disappointing. But grand scheme of things, you know, they've started the season very well. Um, you know, a big occasion playing here at the Valley and, and disappointing. But, you know, it's only one defeat at the end of the day. You look at the, the possible maybe turning points of that game when, when Kit Graham hit the crossbar just before half-time and then just after she pulled one back. We had that chance with Charlie, uh, Charlie Clifford where she dragged it just wide. If, it could, if, it, if those, either of those chances had gone in, it could have been a very different story tonight. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I mean, we were, we scored the goal and then we gave away a sloppy third, and I think our heads dropped then, and we we just couldn't get we couldn't get our rhythm back because we came out of the second like, half. They seem to sit about ten players. Yeah, the ball as I well mean, they were so deep, but um, you know, it's, it's it's down to us to use our nows to try and get in behind, but we didn't. We just kept trying to do the same thing. It wasn't working, but we didn't turn up today. But you know, we've won what we've won eight nine in a row. You know, it's, the the run would have ended somewhere, but. Unfortunately, it was tonight at the Valley. Yeah. In terms of like uh, coming down to watch Chatham women, though, I mean, all three of us were getting into the game, enjoying it, you know, reacting like we would for, for a men's game as well. It's, it's, it's a great experience to come down and watch a women's team. Uh, and, and even though we lost tonight, I think I've still enjoyed the occasion. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm really disappointed with, with the defeat, but I really enjoyed it at the time. And as you say, I was getting frustrated with the play because, because we were making sloppy mistakes, but it was really getting involved. and. Yeah, I'll definitely, if the opportunity comes around, I'll be looking to go down to Sporting Club Thamesmead in future now and try and see some of the games because, yeah, really enjoyed it as a as a game, but as I say, just disappointed with the defeat. So our final score here, Charlton beaten by three goals to one uh, by West Ham United. I'm going to try and get some reaction from Ritesh, the uh, Charlton Athletic women's manager, find out what he made of the game and uh, hopefully he won't be too down as the first defeat of the season. There we go, our audio diary of last night's trip here to the Valley to watch John Athletic women uh, lose their 100% record. So which one of you two is the unlucky one, do you reckon? Probably, Tom? Probably me, yeah. Yeah? I yeah. had a commentating curse for a long, long time. So <laughs> yeah. now, it's, now it's transferred to the women's team. Yeah, uh, I really, I did really enjoy it last night. Mm. There, and I hope, I hope that sort of that that came through uh, as you listened to it. There, I'd, like I said, I did catch up with uh, Ritish Misra after the game, the Charlton Athletic women's team manager, uh, and he was, uh, you know, as you'd expect, disappointed. So he's disappointing in the end, three-one defeat to, to West Ham this evening. What, what did you make of the whole game? Uh, it's the first time I've actually felt deflated uh, this season we had such a good start 9 from 9 all competitions um, we felt actually good coming into the game the spirits have been high uh, we had a, a light training session yesterday um, warm up was okay but I think we, we started really poorly started sloppily gave the ball away I think we gave them the first two goals really with our poor possession um, then no matter who you play against this uh, against in at this league sorry uh, at this level you go two behind you're always up against it and then we're fighting back second half we had chances I mean we could have gone two, made it 2-2 two, 3-2 two, two in our favour but for one I've got to give credit to West Ham they, they obviously had a game plan it worked we weren't bright enough to um, tactically get around that in the first half um, and we were just really poor I thought you know Staff included, not just the players. I thought we were poor today. We did have a couple of chances in that first half. A couple of headers. Keeper pulled off a good save. If one yeah. of those goes in, it could it could sort of change the game in your favour. Yeah. I think that's been the difference between tonight and the the uh, the previous eight games. We've put those chances away. We've killed teams off quite early, um, and actually not just today, but in in a lot of our games, we have conceded a few opportunities um, early doors. Um, unfortunately, today they went against us and they went in. Um, and like you say, we had chances to win the game. We're always going to create chances with the players we've got. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have the composure to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but kind of on the flip side, I want to stay positive. We're, we're still uh, top of the league. We've still got points in the bag. If somebody told me at the start of the year we'll be 
eight and one um, at this time of the season, I would have taken it. So, a little bit of time to reflect. We'll, we'll go through it tomorrow as a group, staff and players. But yeah, bitterly disappointed at the moment. Talking of positives, I mean that was one hell of a strike from Kit Graham to, yeah. to bring you back into the game early on in that second half. Yeah, she's got that in her locker. She means she can open doors. Um, she's created another couple of chances. I think she hit the post towards the end, yeah. um, and I think she could have had maybe two or three. She always creates chances. Um, just at the moment, not just Kit, but a few others today, they just didn't go, didn't go in. Um, keeper pulled off a few decent saves, um, but you know, you look at that. Apart from creating chances, we didn't play well. We didn't play well enough, really, to deserve it, to deserve to win. Obviously, playing at the Valley today, it's a, despite yeah. the results, always I guess a good occasion to come and play here at the Valley. Yeah, yeah, it's something we've been looking forward to under the lights. Great surface, a fantastic opportunity for us, um, and to showcase how we wanted to showcase how good we were today. Unfortunately, we didn't do that. I still would like to thank everybody who came to watch both sides, uh, Charlton and West Ham. I hope they enjoyed the game. Unfortunately, we didn't come out on top today, um, and we've got to go and reflect, think about what we can do better for next time. And you know, hopefully, we get another chance to play here this season, and we can actually turn things around and um, not let the occasion get better of us. Use it as a chance to go and show people, you know, what we can do. I'm sure after the the 100% start you had is maybe a, a case of trying to keep your players grounded after your first yeah. defeat. It's probably a case of making sure they don't get too down after the start you've had. Yep, there is that. So we want to make. I think it's it's definitely put us back on the floor. If anybody was uh, getting a little bit complacent, we spoke about that all week. Um, I think we wouldn't have. Uh, West Ham couldn't have beaten us today. I think it's more we we lost the game with the players that we've got. So on one hand, you can say a, def- a defeat has come at the right time. We've got plenty of time to recover now. Um, but only we as staff and players can do that. We've got to get back on the training ground talk about things be honest about what didn't go well today but like I say positives are still top of the league and we've not been in that position for a very long time as a club so we've got to take that forward so Wimbledon in the cup on, yeah. on, on Sunday coming up how do, how do you approach that game is it a first team game like the same sort of players and try yeah. and put it right I, th- I think so it's a cup we want to go and win we got to the final last year um, and we want to do the same again this year and go and win it so we're going to field a strong team we've got a strong squad anyway um, I will be making changes um, to give people who I think have, who deserve an opportunity to play um, to get some game time then they'll have a chance to kind of cement a place if they can um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't have a league game now um, on the back of this defeat coming into the game we wanted to make it 9 out of 9 going to the cup run um, kind of sitting in a good position unfortunately now we've got three cup games where we can try and use them to bounce back and then get back to the league in a couple of weeks when I spoke to you after the opening day win against Lewis, I think you said your, your aim this season is to do better than last season. I mean, after the yeah. start you've had, has, that, has your aim changed at all? No. So when you put it like that, we're, we're doing much better than we uh, expected or have set out to do. So like I say, our aim was at the start of the season and still is to do better than we did last year. Um, so maybe this has come at a good time to ground us and just refocus uh, as a group, as a staff, as players to say, look, we want to go and be better than last year we've still got a long way to go we've got to improve in lots of areas um, so some could say it came at the right time feels bitterly disappointing at the moment it's my job to pick the players and staff up and we've got to go again because we've got a great a game on Sunday um, and only 90 minutes two hours tomorrow to kind of prepare for that I won't give I won't give it up this is what we came here for we came here for love I know it's I know it's enough this is what we came does superbly well to win it off of uh, Maloney and now set up a Hearn Grant on the left hand side of the penalty area. A Hearn Grant, little step over, ball back across, oh, behind everybody. It's going to be picked up by Forster Kasky on the other side of the penalty area. Forster Kasky, left foot shot, oh, what a goal! Oh, what a finish! Oh, oh, oh. what a belter from Jake Forster Kasky to absolutely round off 
a glorious afternoon for the addicts. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Just a uh, couple of uh, bits of administration to do before we look ahead to Saturday's game with Doncaster. Just so you know, uh, if you want to go to the next round of the Kent Senior Cup, these, uh, we've been drawn away to Cray Wanderers. Uh, the tie has been confirmed. That's going to be on Wednesday, December the 6th and kick off at 7.45pm. That's down at Bromley's uh, Hayes Lane if you want to go to that Kent Senior Cup game. Uh, and another, another bit of thing, uh, who's on the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust website today, uh, we've been in, invited to We've been consulted on the design of uh, some sort of gates that look like they're going to commemorate the 25 years back of the valley. Now, that's come out today, and if you want to get involved with that consultation, you best hurry up, because it's got to be done by Friday, so possibly today by the time you're listening to the to the <laughs> podcast. There's a few designs there, um, if you want to have a say on that. I mean, the, the Trust have expressed their disappointment at the, sh- at the short notice given, because the fans, you know, it's just something the fans probably would get behind, And but I mean, some of the there's some designs on there. Uh, they were, some of them look a bit naff if I'm being honest so it's worth having your say and say don't put up that one or, or, or an opinion on the design but I mean just quickly Tom what, what are you thinking? Yeah I kind of echo what the Trust have said um, the theory behind it is nice uh, I like the idea of obviously commemorating it and it's something I think we said uh, just during that break there that's similar to the sort of thing they've got at Anfield but the actual designs they've given um, and the time they've given for people to actually feedback is not enough um, they could have got people involved they could have got others to maybe design them I don't know maybe they have behind the scenes and not really told anyone but disappointed with the way it seems to be being handled so far but the the theory of doing the actual thing it is good I think so yeah. we'll see what comes of it yeah so if you want to get involved uh, with that head over to the China Athletic Supporters Trust so castrust.org uh, there's a story on there and you can email fans at cfc.co.uk if you want to have your say on any of the designs like there's five designs there um, and if you want to email them and, and tell them your favourite or your least favourite or whatever uh, you can do that right Saturday we're here at the Valley finally returning to glorious SC7 uh, to take on Doncaster Rovers not sure if there's rain uh, forecast but uh, if there is I'm sure the Doncaster Rovers players will be out there with their pitchforks trying to help clear the pitch like that time what they were 3-1 up uh, game got called off and then we ended up winning 2-0 and they got relegated because of that because they went down by on goal difference that season so that cost them big time sorry Doncaster yeah sorry about that uh, very funny though right Coverington of course was uh, chatting with Tony Hudd we've heard bits of it today but this is the uh, the full preview of Saturday's game with Doncaster Robinson ahead of Doncaster's visit to the Valley on Saturday Carl just when your players were getting up a full head of steam in terms of results along comes a two week international break in terms of momentum, that must have been the last thing you wanted. A little bit, yeah. I think we openly said that um, we didn't cancel our last game against Oldham. We felt that we had enough players to fill the voids of what we had. Uh, but we felt going into this break that there's a number of people that we had that we would have been missing for the game on the Saturday, um, inclusive of the players that we had out through international duty. So we and we and we and we weren't in a position to start Reeves or Marshy. So it wasn't like we had them two back to start, um, but it's been it's been very uh, the first few days were nice. <laughs> Basically, were very nice not to worry about a game on the Saturday, um, but then ever since we come back in and on the Thursday, we've been full steam ahead. We've been really planning towards the game on Saturday. Is striking up fresh momentum going to be hard now? No, no. I think it'd be something that we we should find. Um, we we've we've boxed off from this game up until the AFC game. We we. We've got another breakdown for the first round of the FA Cup and the JPT, but we, we, we've sort of used that as a as a 
sort of bookend really of the next batch of four games but what we have to achieve as a group um, I know we've, we've been fully fought with training it's been it's been brilliant really as we've really enjoyed ourselves and we've really worked hard On the other hand has the break allowed injured players more time to uh, regain fitness? Yeah and form and uh, a number of other things that go along have been out for so long um, and, and to be fair to the players that, like I said to you before they've, they've They've really conducted themselves really well. The game that we played behind closed doors on Saturday was was up there with the intensity that they would expect of a team that wears our shirt. And so that was that was very good. Um, and the training Monday and Tuesday was brilliant. They, they, again, they 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 worked hard. They were disciplined in 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 their physicality output, and it was a it was a really good few days. What players who weren't fit before are now fully fit? It was Charles will be back probably. Uh, Clark will be back. Reevesy and Marshy are seven days fitter. Uh, so we just have to wait and see. Obviously, the international boys come back in today with Jay and Ez and, and Josh to see how if they've got any niggles or you know, we, have, we don't have any niggles, but just to see where they are. Because obviously, Ez only played on, on Tuesday and so did Jay. Uh, so we'll see what the, where, their, where their levels are at. And then I'll have to, for, for once, I've not made a decision for the team um, because I need to wait and see where we feel these boys coming back are at. Selection dilemmas then for the manager? Yeah, not dilemmas. The, 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 welcomed, the welcomed obstacles for once. <laughs> Doncaster enjoyed a 4-1 win over Southend last week, so they'll really be up for it on Saturday. Yeah, over a number of years, Darren and myself, obviously when he was at Peterborough and MK, that was a... There's a rivalry and we played each other, each other quite a lot and uh, one player of campaign when they, when they knocked us out in the, in the, in the early stages of that. They were, he's someone that I've got tremendous respect for. Um, I think he's a very good manager. I think he's, his humility and, and everything about him is, you can see in the way his team play that they're honest, they're, they're organised, they can be exciting when they want to be. They've got one of the, the hottest strikes in League 2 last year who's, who's made the step up. They've got players who've been there, seen it, done it. They've got legs and energy. They can drop into a number of different formations, which we've seen them play, which shows the strength of the coaching and and, and the variability in that. So it's um, yeah, we're under no illusions. It's going to be a very difficult afternoon. But I don't think I'm ever going to speak to you on a Friday and say, oh yeah, tomorrow's going to be easy or Saturday's going to be easy. At no stage is any game. I've always said to all the players that you work in, the respect that you show for the opposition allows you. To, to go and do your job to the to the utmost of your ability, so we're we're, we're fully respectful and we're fully aware of the threats and the and and, but equally just as much as the weaknesses because we all have them and uh, we'll we'll both be trying to exploit them. So there we go. Great to hear from Carl Robertson as he looks ahead to Saturday's game here at the Valley with Doncaster Rovers. Donny have had a sort of a mixed start to the season. They won last time out though, uh, an impressive. 4-1 victory over Southend United at the Keep Moat Stadium, if that's what their Doncaster's ground is called at the moment. Don't know. Don't know anymore. Don't know slash care. Um, but, yeah, what, what, what do you reckon, Doncaster? They've won three games away from home so far this season, including cup games. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, well, let's not take it for granted. Um, I think their last seven games in the league, they lost five of them, but in the, two, the other two that they won, they scored seven goals between the two. So, on their day... Clearly, if they've got those three away wins as well on their day, they can get goals and they can win their games. But as you say, a bit of a mixed start, and they're down in the 
the bottom half of the table at the moment so on form you would say we're probably favourites um, and we'd, we'd expect uh, to get at least a point from the game and probably all three but as I say they've come off the back of a game last week we've obviously had some time out we don't know how that will affect us will we be more G'd up and rested um, will some of those players who needed to get fit be a bit better or will we be a bit jaded because we've had some time off and actually will take a little while to get into it so it depends how that early stages of the game play out we know we're, we're not great when we try and come back from going a goal down but if we start fresh and we do look more lively and we get a goal early then I would think it'll be difficult for them to come back we've only actually ever played Doncaster eight times in our history or eight and a half if you include the one that got called <laughs> off and we've never drawn Never drawn a game Here he goes. against Doncaster, which I'm sure you'll find very interesting. <laughs> the last time we played them was away at the keep mate or wherever it was, yeah. and that was Ian Kermigan's last game for Charlton. We lost, oh, we lost by three goals. Three one, yeah, three goals to nil. It was three nil. Yeah, I think Laurie Wilson got sent off uh, sort of early doors, and we we're two 0 down after about half an hour. Waste of time. Mm. Um, how do we line up then? I mean, we know obviously. Remember, Jason Pierce is out for eight to ten weeks with his knee injury. Uh, so in the game up at Fleetwood we saw Naby Sarr make his first league start for the Addicts in 21 months and he played well uh, he had to he had to go in because Edry Conzo was playing at right back because Solly w- was also out now Souls is going to be back by the sounds of it so where do we go from this do we stick with the back four that played well bearing in mind that Conzo played 90 minutes on Tuesday which you know he hasn't played too much this season so it's not like he's burning out just mm. yet uh, do we bring Solly back in who some people have questioned him I thought he's been okay this season mm. some people have said he has hasn't been quite up to his usual standards. Uh, which way do we go with that? Do we leave Naby Sarr in there, who yeah. did who did play well up at Fleetwood? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd bring Souls back in and leave I'd leave Nabs and um, Paddy in there just for the fact Mar- John Marquise is a big big striker, not you know in a not fat or anything, but he's a big pre- <laughs> no, he's, it's not a like big nose, but no, he's a big <laughs> he's a big presence, and I think um, I, you know, as I've always said this, you know, I really rate as. But there was a game we went at Rochdale last year mm. and I thought we struggled a little bit against those big sort of t- powerful strikers. But um, for that reason, I'd keep... Because I think you're gonna have, we're going to have quite a lot of long long balls and quite direct balls from Fergie's team. So, um, I, yeah, I, I'd, stick, I'd stick with Nabs and Paddy, personally, and bring yeah, Souls back. I agree. Um, there's going to be loads of t- opportunities for Ez to come in. Yeah. There's obviously other players, the likes of uh, Marshall and Reeves, who both uh, made their finally made their league debuts for the club off the bench up at uh, Fleetwood. Obviously, uh, Marshall in the end played most of the second half after I think Billy Clark got injured. Reeves had about ten minutes. Now, obviously, there's an extra two weeks worth of fitness within them now. I mean, do you think they're going to be challenging Clark or you know wingers perhaps? Fossey got a hat trick last time out. It seems crazy to say will they be challenging Fossey or Ricky Holmes who doesn't stop scoring as well. I mean. Do, it's a selection headache that in that area behind the striker, that free behind the striker, that we knew we were going to have and we were looking forward to Carl having it, but now he has got it. What what paracetamol was he going to take? Yeah, well, I think, uh, like he said in the interview there, it is, it's not a headache. It's a good thing. Um, they will be challenging, obviously, because they're very talented players. But for me, uh, I mean, Clark's perhaps the only doubt because he got that knock, but if they were all fit, I would keep with the same three and have Fosu and, and Holmes and Clark and start them because I don't think really you can knock any of them for their performances in the first 10 or 11 games of this season um, and if we've still got those other two to come off the bench then then that's good um, and that, that's obviously something we haven't had for a long time so that would be the way I play it I think Fosu almost certainly is going to start giving his hat-trick 
I say, can you really drop Ricky? Um, and then there's there's Clark would be the only one if he's a bit unfit or if Reeves is really impressed in the last couple of weeks, then that that might be fair enough. But aside from that, I don't see many other changes really. Now, have you attempted to, to make any changes in in that area behind a striker in particular? No, no, I, th- I think you... because we know the quality. Yeah. That Marshall, I mean, Marshall banged in a couple of goals in in the behind closed doors friendly against Ipswich. I think yeah. it was as well. I mean, I've... Ipswich are terrible as we know after the six one win in, uh, <laughs> but well, they're not really. But um, uh, they've had a decent start. Yeah, but but I mean, he scored two goals. He, I mean, he's raring to go. He was one of the best players in League One last season. Yeah, Reeves and Marshall are good players, but I think it was send out wrong signals if they come back and you know and they just start a game I think they've got to earn their place I know I don't think that the, the quality is like banging um, in two goals um, in, in, a, in a friendly uh, yeah I mean <laughs> I suppose but I mean like Thompson you can't you're drop... hard to please you are <laughs> no you can't, I just don't think you can drop you can drop Ricky or, you, or, or Tariq I just think it'd be I think it'd be very very mm. harsh I mean I don't think we'd, Robbo would ever drop Ricky even if he had one leg probably but um, <laughs> well he probably would to be yeah. fair <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but I don't. I, I think I mean, they've how, got to how learn did it. that happen in the first place. That sounds horrible. <laughs> but you know, if, if Foster has a quiet game and then Marshy comes on and he plays well, then well, this is the whole point of competition. We always said that we wanted competition. Well, now we've got it, and they've got to earn the right to get in that team, in my opinion. Right. Uh, in terms of competition, we've had our own little competition ourselves all season. The cashy back bet, where every week we put two pound fifty on. Uh, hoping to win some money for the upbeats this week. Once again, we've uh, given the pressure out to the listeners. Danny Lay, uh, one of our listeners who's out there on Twitter all the time, he was uh, asking who was going to place the bet. And just by asking, he got given the crown because no one wants it. But so now he did. He was a bit horrible to Bromley, though, wasn't he? He so. was. Yeah. He also he, he presumed that Bromley were not going to win a certain game, which we won during the international oh, break, yeah. and he was wrong. Yeah. So let's hope he isn't wrong. That bodes well. Then. Yeah. He's, he's gone with our favourite scoreline, three-one. <laughs> once again, uh, Josh McGuinness with the first goal scored the fifty to. Uh, so the £2.50 would return £127.50 including stake for the upbeats uh, if that comes in gambleaware.co.uk if you're thinking of copying us because you shouldn't uh, right uh, very quickly pre- uh, just one word what's your score prediction 2-0 two 2-0 nil. Two nil, that's two words 2 words isn't it yeah. 2 2 <laughs> 2 nil. Uh, you two. say 2 I'll say nil. <laughs> right. 2 nil. excellent right this has been Charlotte Live next time I'll ask for a few more words Charlotte <laughs> Live big match preview Tom and Nathan, thanks for joining us here on Maritime. I've been Louis Mendes. This has been Chuck Live. I'm not here on Sunday, but someone will be to talk back uh, whatever happens uh, against uh, Doncaster. Let's hope it's another three points for them excellent Charlton boys. We'll see you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.